Blog Talk Radio. Helping resolve broke pockets and broke mindsets. I'm your girl, L. Garth, and it is 9 a.m., and I am so ready to get into this broadcast today. The B Word is a talk slash music show that promotes the education of the community through engaging topics about money, politics, education, and entertainment while showcasing artists and music that uplifts the community. We air Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 Eastern Time. We're on Blog Talk Radio. And I want each and every one of you right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, to stop and download the Blog Talk Radio app. If you are on Android, there is a Blog Talk Radio app that you can download so that you can listen to all your favorite shows, including mine, through the app. And it's so much easier and better and that way, if you have the hands-free link, you can actually listen to it through your radio. If you're on iOS or Apple, then you can use the Apple Podcast app or iTunes. So please make sure you guys are aware of those things and are using them because they can make your life a lot simpler. I have my tea, and I am ready to get you guys moving through the rest of your day. I hope you have your first cup of coffee this morning because it is brisk. At least it is here in the ATL. If you want to join in on the conversation, please feel free to call 215-383-3787. You can press 1 on your keypad, and you can speak directly with me, and you will be on the air. If you just want to listen, you can use that number to do that as well. Just don't push any buttons, and you can just listen. You can send us an email. Our email address is the B underscore word at yahoo.com. You can log into Blog Talk Radio and use the message feature that way, which is blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B word. You can also um, hit me up through Facebook, which is B word with Elgarth, Twitter at the B word underscore Elgarth, and you can visit the website, which is the B hyphen word.com, and you can listen there. Check out information um, about me. I may put stuff up there or what's coming up. I don't know. You never know what you'll find. 
So the goal is to hopefully provide you guys with some inspiration, motivation, as well as tips that you can use to improve your life financially, mentally, and emotionally. So today's show is going to be crazy because before I even get into giving, get into anything, I have to tell you all about my morning thus far is just crazy. Um, but the show we're going to be talking about today, how to win Powerball, as you all know, the Powerball drawing is going to be um, this week, Wednesday, and it is up to an astronomical $1.3 billion, which is record highs for the Powerball. So I'm going to be telling you some tips on how you can actually win. I really shouldn't tell y'all because I really should just keep those tips to myself so I can win. But anyway, I'll go ahead and share it with you guys. We'll also be talking about women in business and how that relates to relationship woes and goals. And I'm going to be talking about that because a friend of mine, one of my pageant queen sisters, posted something on Facebook yesterday, and it just kind of hit home, and I thought about it, and I was like, you know, I think, you know, we need to hear this. As women and as men, you guys, you know, need to hear it as well because you need to kind of know what what we're thinking. Because I know you guys look at it sometimes and be like, okay, she's a nut. And we are, literally. So I think I want to talk about that just a little bit. Um, I also want to talk about a couple of things that are like near and dear to me as well. And I think I'm going to touch on those right now before we move further into the show. Just so I can kind of get them out the way. Not that I'm minimizing myself, which of course I'm not. But... Uh, you know, I want to get into the business of the show versus just talking about me, which I'm good at doing. Okay, so I'm a part of this organization. I haven't participated in a long, long time just because my schedule is mad crazy. And I would urge you to all go look it up because it's a wonderful organization. It's called the Black Doll Affair. And it, it was founded on the premise of helping to change the perception of the way black girls and black women feel about themselves and the color of their skin. And they do so many great things. And one of the biggest things that we do is give black Barbie dolls or pass out black Barbie dolls at, you know, various events or anytime we do something. And it's just recognizing that, you know, you do not have to feel bad about the color of your skin. As a matter of fact, you should celebrate it because it's beautiful. No matter what color um, you are, light skin, dark skin, brown skin, in the middle, you know, whatever, your color of the your the color of your skin is beautiful and has no bearing on you know the type of person that you are, who you become. So uh, the founder of the Black Dollar Fair, Dana Hill, did a State of the Union address, which she normally does, like you know the President of the United States. She does a Black Dollar State of the Union address to her black dolls and porcelain dolls, which are our white female supporters. And then we have, you know, the guys as well who also support us. So she just kind of did it for everybody. But in her speech or talk, you know, it, it became really relevant that there are so many issues in this society that, Sometimes we miss. One of the stories she said was she um, comes from a family, uh, not only black, but white. And so she has 
kind of lived in both sectors, you know, her black roots as well as recognizing her white roots. And she's never really felt, you know, just black or had to deal with the issues of being black in America. And she went to a party where she took the black dolls and the black Barbie dolls and teddy bears. And she was, you know, just going to give them out like she does. And she came upon this one party where um, she went in and she said, you know, she was there to distribute the black dolls and black Barbie dolls and teddy bears. And she just got a really cold and negative response. And she had to introduce herself several times and people still did not, you know, respond to her or acknowledge her. And she So it appears that right in the middle of my speech, (laughs) I had a network malfunction. Okay, so technology, it happens. I apologize. I don't really know where I left off or where the last thing you guys heard. So I apologize for that. Um, And hopefully it won't happen again. But to make a long story short, she really just decided to do some new things. One of the stories she talked about was, Montgomery Ward and how the reason why they went under was because they couldn't change with the times. So she was saying that she was going to move the Black Dial Affair in in new directions to help change with the time and so that we remain relevant. And one of the things that, you know, should be dealt with in this day and age, especially right now with everything that's going on, is the issues of being black in America. And, you know, I don't know how many of you out there have actually dealt with any situation where you were shunned or where you were treated differently because of the color of your skin. But even if you haven't, which is what Dana says, she hadn't dealt with that, does not mean that it's not out there. And I think that we need to start paying attention and start being more compassionate and start understanding that just because it doesn't necessarily hit our our world, and I hear that with a lot of um, white people that, oh, it can't, there, there isn't racism anymore. I'm, I haven't seen it. Well, the truth about that is is you may not have seen it. You, It may not have hit you. You may not have dealt with it. But just because you haven't seen it, felt it, touched it, does not mean that it's not there, and it does not mean that it's not happening. It just means that it hasn't reached you yet. So I urge everyone to just be more compassionate and more open and more understanding, especially when people of color, you know, are upset or when – we're angry and when we're venting or acting out because obviously it's touching us. So I'm going to leave that right there for you guys. We're going to go in and play a little bit of music this morning, kind of lighten it up so we can come back and find out how to win that Powerball. That's coming up. We'll be right back. Cause I'm on this song You looking at me, girl, with those big old pretty eyes And the world's most beautiful smile I just can't say no Gotta show you love for making me feel so good inside You can bet that your boy gon' ride For sure, for sure And if you wanna see the world I'm gon' buy you a man 
you won't be getting too much of anything, and she will probably be getting everything. So it goes both ways. All right, so I know you guys are excited, and you definitely want to know how to win that Powerball. Because it is coming up. You got another two days. Well, not a whole two days. But you have until tomorrow evening to get your numbers. So good thing you're listening today so you know exactly what numbers to pick. All right? Because I'm going to give you the tips. Now, everybody is talking about the lotto. Now, mind you, I'm one of those individuals that don't play. Because I just, I don't believe I'm going to win, ever. I mean, it's just like a one in a quadrillion chances that I win the lotto. It's always old people and foreigners. It's never black people. And when it is black people, they just have to, it's like the token black person. The token black person wins every now and again. I remember when I was in high school, I was on the newspaper, and somebody in my school won the lotto. His family won $6 million, and we had to do a story on this person, and I was the one who did the interview. And, of course, they weren't black. So, anyway. All right. So, as everybody knows, Powerball Fever around the U.S. is, like, at a high, high, high. And the money is record. It's $1.4 or $3 billion, one of those, billion dollars grand prize. And, you know, hopefully somebody is going to claim it. But just like I said, I, I doubt very seriously I win. Believe it or not, the chances of getting struck by lightning, dating a supermodel, unless you already date her, of course, or becoming president are all more likely than winning Wednesday's grand prize. So there's a mathematician out there who gives some advice on what you could do to win, not only win, but avoid Splitting it with other people who are playing. Okay? So, drum roll. We're going to go and give you the tips. Number one, avoid the quick pick. What? Avoid the quick pick? That's what I always do. No wonder I haven't won. Okay, the quick pick method works in number sets, which means every number doesn't have the same amount of luck one would perceive. Every time you buy a quick pick, you get a different set of numbers. Therefore, your odds are always going to be at their worst in that particular game. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so no quick picks. All right, number two, use the entire board. Many people use birth dates and anniversaries when filling out their cards. While your loved ones bring you priceless joy, Using their special days to bring home the jackpot will likely mean you end up splitting the prize with 20 to 40 people. Instead of just playing numbers 1 through 31, use all the numbers available. If you spread the numbers out across the whole track, you'll either be the only winner or will split it with only one or two people. Wow, okay, cool. Stick with your instincts. <sighs> This guy has a specific way to finding the numbers you feel more, most comfortable with in his book. And his name is Lustig, so you can go look for his book if you want to. But ultimately, once you pick the group that you think will work, stick with it. 
Remember, a set of number wins the grand prize, not individual numbers. And if playing multiple cards, have some variety in the grouping of numbers chosen to maximize your odds. The next, be consistent. Simply put, if you want to win a particular game, you follow past and future drawings to get the hang of it. I don't know how that can benefit anybody because it's so random, but, you know, this guy is a super mathematician. He knows everything. Let's just go with what he says. Don't get carried away. While winning $900 million will ultimately grant you and your loved ones financial security, in this case it's going to be $1.34 billion, it's important not to spend money you can't afford to lose, i.e., please don't go out and spend all your grocery money and your rent money and your car note money on lottery tickets. I know some people who do that. If you can only buy one ticket or even 10, but not 100, okay, that's fine. You probably won't win anyway. But set a budget of what you're going to spend. Do not get caught up in what's called lottery fever. Spend what you can comfortably afford to on lottery tickets and no more. I see people mortgaging the house to win lotto, and that doesn't make any sense. You don't want to do that. All right, so be careful. Now, there are people who have actually won the lotto like five, six, seven times. How do you win the lotto seven times? Now, for all of you who don't know, there is right now an investigation into the running of the Powerball. So apparently one of the top officials has been has stepped down or been asked to step down um, because of being investigated for, you know, wrongdoings with the Powerball. And the story goes, and I don't know, it, you know, all of it, but from what I just, you know, have been reading and hearing, he was letting his family members, he would rig it so that his family members and friends would win and then they would, he would get a portion of the winnings. And he did this a few times and apparently got caught, went to jail, and still in jail from what I understand, but now there are more charges that are coming down against him regarding this whole, you know, Powerball issue. So just keep that in mind. When you're buying all those doggone tickets, you know, somebody somewhere up high who actually runs the organization, you don't think that maybe once they would have tried to, you know, fix the drawing so that they could, you know, get a get a few million dollars that nobody would find about? Y'all, it happens everywhere. People are crooked everywhere, especially when it's $1.4 billion at stake. Oh, but good luck to y'all anyway. I am going to buy me a ticket because I bought one last time. And believe it or not, I won. Well, I picked the Powerball, which means I won $4. So I'm going to go with my $4 winnings and buy me another ticket for this week's drawing. So I wish everyone good luck. Oh, and by the way, please don't try to solve the world's poverty with your winnings. There was something going around Facebook that said... If you gave everybody on the planet a piece of the Powerball winnings, everybody would have like $4.33 million. 
I'm going to go ahead and send that person to jail, go directly to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200, and on your way to jail, go ahead and go back to school too. The correct figure was $4.33, which means, like one of my sorority sisters said, everybody can buy themselves a Wendy's Happy Meal. <laughs> bon appetit. Looking up, 
for shit, man, we cannot pay. And we just on the road, my nigga. Just trying to be a great. Oh my God, been working, man. Shit, we just trying to get it straight. Cause we got fucking bills to pay. And shit, man, we can't be late. Got so much looking up. So shit, man, we cannot fade. And we just on the road, my nigga. Just trying to be a great.
who just hit me up and was like, are you back? Because there's no, there's total silence. <laughs> okay, so even sometimes I have brain cramps. I just, I can't believe I just did that. Also, um, I'm going to be having a special guest host who is going to be coming on the show this week on Thursday. And I want to get you guys' feedback. I'm thinking about adding a co-host with me to my show. And this one is special because she, she's white. My girlfriend is white. So I'm thinking she's going to add a different perspective and some um, exciting views coming from her side of the coin, you know, on the different topics that we discussed. So it should be fairly fun and interesting. So make sure you guys listen in on Thursday. And then send me a quick note and let me know what you thought about um, the show and about our interaction. And if you think it's going to be a good mix. I personally think it's going to be a good mix because she's hilarious. Um, but we'll see. Okay. So we're getting into the the women in business and relationship woes and goes. And as I said at the beginning of the show, I had a girlfriend who posted a video online about uh, this woman who had been, she, I guess she's a, a coach or life coach, something, I don't know. I don't follow her, but apparently a lot of people do. But she was watching a news segment, and it was talking about how women are not getting married, black women especially, are not getting married, how less likely we are to get married um, because of, they, to me, our flawed way of thinking. And, you know, because we got we believe we need to meet somebody who is just as, you know, intellectual as we are and has all the degrees that we have and make just as much money as we do and they got to have X, Y, Z and you got to be six feet tall and, you know, all these Things that we place, you know, all this criteria that we outline for what our man or husband needs to look like and what ends up happening is you never find that individual, so you never get married. The other side to that coin is that having certain beliefs and certain feelings and those certain assertive and aggressive behaviors as women, not just black women, but, but as women, are very beneficial in the workplace but what was found based on this research they're beneficial up until a point meaning the woman knows how to turn them off and on which is kind of the topic of this discussion you can have all of these things you can be assertive you can be confident you can be you know sometimes in business aggressive and still be able to revert back to that feminine woman and feminine behavior that people traditionally see women acting as and be likable and not just thought of as angry black women or aggressive white women. Okay, so a study showed that women who display masculine traits and know when not to get more promotions than men. And I'm going to even go as far as to say and get more men. So in the business world, women who are aggressive, assertive, and confident, but who can turn these traits on and off, depending on the social circumstances, get more promotions than either men or other women. And this is according to a recent study coming out of Stanford. The research suggests that for women to be successful, they must simultaneously present themselves as self-confident, and dominant while tempering these qualities 
with displays of communal characteristics. Women may have a ways to go, but their ability to be flexible in how they behave is leading to some extraordinary results. Some women are starting to go very high in the managerial ranks using this strategic approach. And that came from Dr. Olivia O'Neill. She's an assistant professor of management at George Mason University. And she co-authored um, the article with Charles O'Reilly and uh, Professor Frank E. Buck. Um, so regarding, you know, the study. So they used comprehensive interviews and surveys and, of course, observational data of 132 business school graduates over eight years. And the researchers found that certain women, high in masculine traits, defined as aggressiveness, assertiveness, and confidence, were also able to self-monitor their behavior. Simply put, these women were able to be chameleons, to fit into their environment by assessing social situations and adapting their actions accordingly. They found that these type of women who were good at self-monitoring received 1.5 times more promotions than masculine men and about two times as many promotions as feminine men, regardless of whether the men were high or low self-monitors. They also received three times as many promotions as masculine women who were low on the self-monitoring scale which affirms that masculine behavior alone does not garner success. And, of course, I'm going to apply this to relationships, meaning that if you're so assertive, so aggressive, so confident, so domineering, you're probably going to not be successful in getting a mate. So the interesting thing here is that being able to regulate one's masculine behavior does not simply put women on par with men, it gives them even more of an advantage. This shows that for women who do want success at the managerial level, the paths are there. Um, so they also received 1.5 times as many promotions as feminine women, regardless of whether those women were high or low self-monitored. That means that just because, you know, there's no evidence that acting like a lady does anything except make women more well-liked. So you have to find a happy medium. You have to find that area that says, you have to know, you know when you can turn it on and turn it off. You have to find that area that says, I can be this confident, assertive woman. Um, I can use some of my domineering qualities in certain situations. However, I have to know when and where to turn it off. Because what's happening is, and what the video determined, was marry, marrying your peer is a tougher prospect for many women, especially for black women. So those women who are looking for those men who are exactly like them, exactly have the same exact education level have the same exact economic earning ability they're going to be missing out on a lot and what the young woman was saying she gave a story of her grandmother her grandmother and her grandfather um were married and i guess they had been married for a very long time but her grandmother had a college degree and apparently her grandfather 
um, had only gotten up to the third grade or fourth grade or something like that. It was very low um, grade. But he ended up being the ideal match for her grandmother. So what in, in this day of society, the, the statistics show that women are highly more likely to gain a college degree than their male counterparts. So if you look at it that way, the pool of men you would have to choose from if you are a college-educated woman looking for a college-educated man, you have just limited your resources. Okay, so according to a recent memo from Brookings Institution, when looking at married women ages 25 to 35, about 41% of white women had husbands who had similar education attainment levels, while only 32% of married black women could say the same. So, I mean, it, 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 facts are facts, ladies. If you're black and you're looking for a mate that has the same exact qualities that you do, your pool of picks just became very limited. And unfortunately, what the story, um, the news story that the young lady was watching was true because when you start setting up all this criteria on the things that you want and the things that you need in a man, it eventually becomes, your pickings become so slim that there aren't any to pick from at all or they're already taken. And therefore, you become satisfied with status quo and start making excuses on, you know what, it's fine that I'm not married. I like it that I'm not married. I'm an independent woman and I can do everything by myself and for myself. And I don't need a man to define me or make me blah, 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 blah. When the truth is, you really want to be married. You just have put yourself out of the marriage realm because your criteria has been set to a level that unfortunately sometimes can't be matched. So in my opinion, and my sister Queen said it, well, you know, you probably should check yourself because otherwise you are probably going to be one day very old sitting on a porch in a rocking chair that happens to be rocking back and forth on your six cat's tail because you're going to have about six or eight cats. And no husband. <laughs> so that's just my two cents. Take it or leave it. Because I'm happily married for going on nine years now. And I've been married a few times. And I'm not bragging on that. But what I'm saying is, you know, I am definitely in the marrying pool. And I use all that's available in order to make my selections. Sometimes they didn't work out so well. That's okay. Try try again. And, you know, I ended up trying right this time. So it all worked out. But you do deserve happiness. You do deserve to meet that Mr. Right, that one. But Mr. Right could be in that place that you're not really expecting. And if you constantly and consistently overlook that pile of men then you may have been you may have missed out or you may keep missing out on your Mr. Right.
So <sighs> I guess I'm done talking. Get off my soapbox. But I appreciate you all, and thank you to my listeners. Thank you to uh, my listener who let me know that I was not back. I'm sorry because you guys missed all the cool stuff I was saying during that time when I was talking to myself. But thank you so much for listening. And it's always a pleasure to be able to talk with you guys each and every week. Remember, we're on Blog Talk Radio Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to tell all your friends. And I hope that you got something that has helped to open your mind just a little bit more. Remember that this Thursday, I'm going to have a special guest host on with me. So you make sure you want to listen in then. And make sure you give me your opinion and your feedback. You can always send that to the B underscore word at yahoo.com or any of the many social networks that I have. Um, I would love to hear from you. And also remember, if you're an independent artist, Please send me your music. Or if you know independent artists who are trying to get their music played, um, hit them up. Let them know that they can send their music to me. And I'll take a listen, and it will possibly get played on the show. So, as always, everything I say and do is because I love you, I love me, and I love us. And being broke ain't free. And that means being broke in the area of your relationship. Because if you ain't getting none, honey, you broke. I'm your host, Elgar, and I will see you guys next time on, what's the name of the show? Oh, yeah, that's right, The V Word.